The year is 2020. A wasteland and a field of ruin have destroyed our mana bases. There is but one solution, one way to save the metagame. Brave souls working for the benefit of us all. Welcome to the Astrolab. Recording has now become in progress. And oh my god, and it's here comes Omnath with a steel chair. <laughs> oh my god. Secret layer WWE win. I mean, we already got like, you know, all the dumbass team ups, you know, so it's perfect. Oh Hi, with nice uh segue in Hi Scott. Hi Joe. Uh and hello but hello to all of our uh, audio only viewers out there. Oh. Uh, we are I'm gonna, gr- I'm gonna groan podcast. it every time you make that joke. I know, right? And it's so great. Um, I always think of ways to you think it's great. You I think because, it's great. I do because it's hilarious. But we are yeah. the Astrolab podcast here on your podcast Hetcher. Please make sure you like and save and share that way you always know when we're uh when we're gonna have a show. And uh hey uh thank goodness we dodged the storm or the storm just blew over us yeah it really did Today. yeah holy yeah, crap that dude. was that was nuts yeah it was um it was intense yeah uh, wait there... wait wait you were camping nah mm-hmm. see this guy yeah um but no there were pictures on twitter it was actually trending for a while there were pictures on twitter yeah where it... people were taking from like mason or westchester and just looking yeah. north towards the dayton area like um hey guys and here's this little little tail from the clouds looking yeah. to touch down. It's like, yeah, 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 no thanks. Pretty awful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it blew over my house. I mean, there's no way to prove it, but the the three sequences that made me think that is that first there were when I got down to the basement slash family room, uh, there was rain that was coming in at a sharp angle, almost close to the ground, mm-hmm. uh, and it was. Uh, intense rain it wasn't like your normal just strong thunderstorm like it right. was violent and then shortly after that was hail like sizable hail like mm-hmm. uh like i like if you get a drink at a restaurant and you ask for ice that that chopped ice or whatever right kind of that side and then after that stopped just a lot of wind yeah and i'm like holy crap that thing is it here like i was kind of doing the whole tilt my head sideways trying to listen for a tornado siren more or whatever right but uh yeah i I think the attempt to touch down kind of died down and then whatever energy was left of that just kind of did a beeline Mm -hmm. uh to and through kettering in the beaver creek and green county and onward from there so uh <laughs> it was it was weird because like yeah. um i was like half like paying attention outside and my my daughter was in the the bathroom mm-hmm. like freaking out like <laughs> and i'm just like callie you're fine like yeah quiet like and um but uh she was all freaking out and like i'm also like was it gonna like in between that and also like um waiting for my my company cell phone to finish setting up yeah so because that came today finally finally i've got an actual nice company cell phone so you're a real um, boy yeah kind of kind of feels like it um so they um it's also weird getting uh, reaccommodated i guess since it's been a while since i've had an iphone 
Uh, oh, so okay. they sent me an iPhone 12. Ooh, uh, fancy. And yeah, so it's been a while. I have I'm almost been exclusively almost an Android user for several 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 years. I used to have an Android uh, an iPhone like a long long time ago. Okay, that's just like eight years ago. I've had when I had last had an Android an iOS phone, and so it's weird getting used to something like that again. But it's it's set up and it's it's kind of nice. So I can access my email and Teams and stuff on it. So. um that's at least what I was hoping for was something where I could be able to see stuff that's going on uh, if I'm not explicitly at my computer. Hold on, dog's getting into something. Oh, no. Yeah, the dog is not being conducive to uh, the night, uh, it seems like. Oh, oh, Scott's back. False alarm. False alarm. The dog yeah. did not get into things. Yeah. <laughs> I wish my wife was home right now. That way she'd take care of him, but... We're going to weigh in on this uh, podcast. We, that's what we do. Hey, you uh, know. Here at the Astrolab yeah, Podcast. Whatever. We, yeah, we wing it. So, um, um, speaking of winging it, uh, I'm, I'm glad you didn't wing it to Philly because uh, I heard there are a lot of people there. Yeah, I, I, you know, in a roundabout way, I do wish I had been able to make it work to go. Sure. Um, A, number one, like, um, so obviously, like, uh, both uh, Seth and Krim were there. Oh and, yeah, and it would have been nice. It would have been nice to meet Seth. Yeah, um, I like, heard it was better than Vegas from the people. That yeah, talked about going and stuff. So, I, as I understand it, um, they did have like a number of uh, free play areas available. I think I was oh. like well, some of the people's biggest like concerns was like that there was like very little free play areas right. in Vegas, and I guess they had quite a few more uh, set up. But I think the biggest thing I think and the the most common thing i keep hearing is that they either need to make the command zone like worth it or they need to just completely decouple it from uh, having a, its own price tag and just include it with the cost of entry for everybody uh, and i think that makes the most sense honestly it, it does because uh thank you about this with commander especially now there's all this focus on it, and, and there's a commander product uh, a, a pre-constructed product i should say with every set release right yeah. Um, Commander, as much as it is uh, some people's favorite way to play, it does feel like the this is an option you can get on your meal type of format. If you can yeah. go with what I'm thinking here, like you know, you can order a burger and say hold the fries, for example. Yeah, right? but I, I like, think a lot of people come to these magic cons for specifically for casual. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and, and that's I think why that's... I wish. I, I wish they would do something more than just Commander, for to be honest. But yeah. uh, I, yeah. I, I just I think it's one of those things where I think they definitely need to do something a little for. Just, I, I think they're getting there. Yeah, just include it. Yeah, I think they just yeah. need to include it. Like, yeah, that, uh, that makes the that makes the per perfect sense. Even if they take their normal dollar amounts and bump them by like ten bucks or whatever. Right. Yeah. To, know, to account I, for it, because like, you know they can't just keep the prices the same and include it because reasons because that was the thing um, like like that was one of the big things was like they were like hey you get your uh commander you're not your commander your uh, content creator badge but oh your content creator badge doesn't actually include the command zone sorry right which and it's just, like that so was silly stupid. and it took a bunch of people shouting on twitter uh and sheldon menory to be like yeah. hey um no this isn't right and they eventually relented and said okay yes you get command zone with your your content creator badge and, and as we know if it gets to the point where people are shouting about something on twitter you probably messed up yeah oh yeah it was it was not um not not smart but yeah no. i don't know 
It also um, wasn't the end of the world. It's definitely a fixable thing. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Uh, I think they definitely, um, definitely were able to take care of it. But I, it, it's just awkward that it took them, you know, that long to, right. yeah. Um, but well, let's, yeah. But you know what? Uh, you know, besides, I just, I don't know. Well, here, I, here's, I, I here's do, a... I do think, I do think it would have been a fun. It would have been a fun trip. I sure. Think, oh, it would have yeah, been interesting. I, I, I... Um. You know, uh, obviously, people I knew were there. Right. Um, you know, uh, like you know, I like Brian went and Phil went, like and yeah, and they um, never met each other prior to that, like for the first time. Like, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. So, like that was cool. Speaking of uh, Phil, real quick, did you see his dragon storm back today? Yeah, I probably did. Like, I, I I tend to like I don't watch a lot of actual magic content on uh on youtube really i'll, like I'll watch weird. like a, the first round or two and then skip to the end it's kind of yeah. like how you said that like uh you have a hard time watching people play D D. it's yep. kind of i have a hard time watching people play magic that's right uh but it, it's weird because i watch people play D D because uh i'm listening for like all the little in jokes and stuff like that oh nice. <laughs> and, and like so i think that's kind of fun but yeah i i do think i think it would have been a fun fun trip there were there were quite a few people there that i would have liked to have seen uh and also like there was a fucking pro tour going on so like yeah um, that's yeah. that's also like super cool to like be able to like actually like see some of like these pro people uh that would have like been bump neat. elbows with some yeah like yeah well, like like okay let's let's just yeah, put it out the elephant in the room Reed duke winning his first fucking pt ever Oh yeah, in the, uh, in the return to paper magic, like yeah, they 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 bring uh, Will Huey Jensen back to run paper uh, events essentially, and Reduke wins. Yeah, <laughs> you know, no sense at all, right? You know, so uh, somebody somebody <laughs> said that on somebody said that on Twitter, and they were like, uh, uh, and but of course uh, they were they were you know it was it was ribbing, you know, it was absolutely yeah, I think just it was ribbing like Caleb or something. I yeah, yeah, but yeah, and uh, yeah, Reed's response. Says, yeah, Reed's response. You know, oh, yes, the structure of the tournament was con- that was conducive to me being good at magic. <laughs> like, uh, which I mean. Reed Duke he's, can beat Tron with uh with a ham sandwich he's, in a cave. He's, he's a very good magic player, yeah. yeah he is. And, um, uh, and uh, of course, like it's also worth pointing out that the Pro Tour was also Pioneer. It was, and uh, it was covered. Yes. And the coverage looked really sharp. Yeah, it did, yeah. Um so like I, I really like their instead of the uh opponent instead of the tennis court uh type of display, they had it where they had arena dis- display essentially, right? A pound on top and you on the bottom or whatever. I mean, not yeah. There, but I liked I liked uh, how they I liked how they well. But somebody said that they did that because obviously, like a lot of the past couple of years has been just solely arena where people have gotten used to that format. Right. So it was just clever, just to you know make it that way. But I, I think what's interesting is about this event, though. What's what's incredibly interesting about this event is. How much of Pioneer, like Pioneer, looked really good, like looked really good, and not only did it look really good, but also a lot of the 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 heavy, like oh my god, the sky is falling, you know, Nykthos and Black Red and blah blah blah, yeah. and Nykthos, like the highest Nykthos result was an eight two. Yeah, where, uh, where's all the people wanting Nykthos banned? Like, I, yeah, like, it's, it's I think I think it's like one of those things where it's like, okay, you know, does this prove that 
you know, people have been approaching the metagame wrong. You know, have we, has there been something there, you know, that you just didn't see before because these pros, they see that kind of stuff. They see those holes in the form, in a format. And of course, you know, we can't mention, you know, obviously mention read without mentioning what read played. Read played, uh, is it creativity? And that's just like wild. Like, and, and some people were like, man, I don't know if this deck's good enough. And of course, Reed, you know, just sees the holes in it and is able to actually pick and choose how to sideboard well with it. And I think that probably tells people, informs people, man, maybe I've been playing this deck wrong, first of all, and maybe I've been sideboarding wrong with this deck. Holy crap, there's a whole nother level, a whole nother layer to this deck that I didn't realize was there that it just took seeing Reed Duke playing it to kind of pick pick apart. And not only that, like... The finals was what is is creativity versus uh Selesnia Auras. Yeah, with uh Gigantes. Okay, yeah, which yeah. I'm like, huh? I, I didn't know that we could boggle us boggles. Yeah, I, light, I'm light, not sure, light, but... light glade cover scout and scrove yeah. and light paw. Like, right. And yeah. from what I understand, uh the person who played it, uh Benton Madsen. Oh, yes. Uh, he <laughs> he qualified playing on his phone. Playing on playing arena on his phone last year or something. Uh huh. Yeah, he yeah. played premier level events in arena on his phone. On his phone. <laughs> Just let that sink. It. Like this. If that's a, if if that's not going like... from phone to oh holy crap, there's like players and lights and stuff and things. Yeah. If if that's not like the height mm-hmm. of like the dream, that yeah. I don't I don't know what it is. Like that's crazy. It, that's like crazy. It's, it's so wild. But yeah, I mean. Oh. But yeah, back, back, back to back to creativity here for a second, right? So they're really good. There, there's a group of people who quote tier the pioneers, right? Even after the pro tour, when they gave creativity a C, and I'm like, excuse me, and they're like, did you read the article? I'm like, yes, I did. And Reed's team even said, this is the deck to choose, mm-hmm. and you name it C, right? So, or you you label it a C tier deck, so. How can you label this a C tier deck? I think if this team thinks it does well. It kind of invalidates the whole tier system and all, all that stuff and, and pokes holes through all that theory. I, I think too, like also like to like think oh. about like there's that when Reed was questioned about like the decks that he was he had been considering for the event, uh the two top decks of the format that people consider the two top decks of the format which is Black Red, you know, Rakdos Midrange and Nykthos, you know, Mono Green Mono Devotion. Green, yeah. Mono Green Devotion uh, were not even on his radar. He, was, yeah. he wasn't even trying them. He was just like, I was playing this and I was playing uh, Lotus Field Combo. Looking, and yeah, Lotus playing. Field Combo, Spirits. Yeah. Uh, and you just mentioned like, another deck. I can't remember. And I'm just but. like, huh, like that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, so and, and also, like, we also had um, Nasif in the same top eight you know, on the same deck. Right. So, so, which I, obviously, I, I, because that's he's one of Reed's team members, right. yeah. So, like to the team channel fireball guys came to play, and right. like that's that's sick. Like it's it's pretty cool. Like, and, and it's cool that we we finally had an event where you had the people who want to play commander, and you had the people that wanted to play competitive, and you had everybody else in between as far as playing, and then on top of that, you had panels and cosplay. And yeah. All, I all wish... sorts of other stuff. It it from hearing it from people who went and seen it on Twitter, it felt like a magic convention. I also think that in order for them to make the the cost of the the ticket price mm-hmm. better, 
they do need to have more panels. They need to have okay. more content in that regards because it felt it did feel kind of light. And the reason I say that is when you go to a like, you know, say you go to they basically what they did was they had one area, one stage where there was that's where they had all their panels. Oh. And that was it. Like so, you know, they had a panel and then you waited for a little bit and there was the next panel that showed up there. That yeah. the, you know as I well as well know, you go to an anime convention, you go to a comic convention, you know, go to any type of convention, that doesn't work like that. There there are four or five different panels running at different times, you know, throughout the day. And then like, yeah, they you'll some be even like, try and stagger that way. Once one ends, the other's going to start in a few minutes. Well, or like, you know, Hey, you know, this one's running over here on this area, but over here, there's another thing running, you know, right. in this room, you know, because there's, you know, three panels going on at the same time. Like I go to, you know, I go to conventions every year, you know, mm-hmm. and I am a panelist at conventions every year. I understand that, when you have the space, you can make the space work and you can have multiple panels running at one time. Like it's just the way it works, but they don't either have that bandwidth or they're just not there yet, but maybe they'll get there. And I think that's like, that's the thing is you want to be able to have it set up so that, Oh man, I want to go to this panel, but this panel is going on at the same time. This sounds really cool too. I have to make a decision, right? you know, and like, there's lots of content that makes it seem like your ticket price is worth it. Um, so yeah, I and 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 here's the thing though, these events cost a lot of money to go to. Oh, if sure. you are you are not like in a, like a media or like you know content creator badge or anything, they're expensive. They're expensive. Yeah, what, I, what, would, I, what would you say the average price is to go just for one day, including hotel stay? Easily, easily over hundred dollars. Easily, just easily. Including hotel staying? Yeah, easily over hundred dollars. You can yeah, have you stayed at a hotel lately? Uh no. They're expensive. Not, not since twenty nineteen. They're not cheap, man. Um uh, yeah, no, no, I get it. But no, I'm I'm thinking like if I were to go to one of these, I'd you want to know so I'd so probably be throwing down about five hundred bucks just for one. So day. here's um so June, first week of June, first weekend yeah. of June, uh is uh Winnie City Pony Con in um in Chicago. Okay. Um, so their hotel rate, uh, and it ended up being about for stay coming in to see getting there is Thursday night, checking out Monday. So what five, one, three, four, four night, four or five nights or something like that. Sure. It was about Pretty five whole week. Pretty yeah, this is about five hundred something dollars for just the hotel. For one person. For 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 us. Oh, yeah, okay. as a family. Oh. As a family, yeah. For because okay. you know, for one room. For one room. Okay. Yeah. That's, so five five hundred. I got a good rate on that. Yeah. Five hundred something. I mean, it was over a hundred dollars a night. Um. So then you can take that and you factor in the cost of the badges, which you know they just opened up registration, so early bird badges, forty five bucks a badge or whatnot, mm-hmm. plus you know any add ons, and this is just the base weekend badge, you know. So you know, plus any add ons you want to add on, um, all that fun stuff. Obviously, like as the event gets closer, those prices go up. You know, so like, you know, hey, until the end of March or whatever, you know, it's going to be this much. The end of March, it's going to jump up to $60 a badge. But these are conventions where easily that amount of money is worth it because the content is there. There's tons of stuff to do. So what you're going there for is you're going there to do tons of stuff. And that's what I think they, they are lacking. They need more stuff. And I think they're trying to like ride on the fact that, um, there's magic to play, but that doesn't cover everything. Like you, sometimes you don't want to sit and play magic. You want to sit and watch people talk about stuff. Right. And, or you're vending. Or, right. Or, or you're vending. Yeah. They need, whatever. they just need, I think if they added a little bit more 
content to make that um that uh price tag worth it right i think i think it would help a lot. like what you're like, talking about including the command zone and that right that way if you went multiple days you'd be like all right well friday i'm gonna play in a friday night magic level event or right maybe do a couple seals or whatever right saturday i'm gonna hang out and play commander uh sunday go to some panels and then go home whatever right you, you, could, exactly. you could plan your whole weekend around it right um yeah i don't know like uh i think another thing they could do there as much as i know they want to focus on paper this is going to be weird for me to say have an area set up kind of like a arcade booth but where you can play arena yeah yeah just, just log into your account and play arena or or have like the entire like the entire account or or just have people log in and provide a code mm-hmm. to where and uh was just if you're listening it's a freebie provide a code that you can only use at that event so it deletes itself once you log out where you have all the decks right and yeah you just hang out and play and just goof off have fun no stakes but you're trying out arena or you're just playing arena yeah, with exactly. your friends have fun some direct battles yeah and I, I don't know but just something to give it that video game vibe yeah at again again so. providing more content exactly i, to. I, I feel exactly. like the most common complaint i heard more than anything was that uh they felt like content was low and yeah. for the price and I feel sure. like if they can make it work where, hey, you know, you've got this stage and they're doing stuff over here and they're doing stuff over here in this room, you know, because they're at a small panel there. Um, I will say, um, I think one of the things I'm really honestly sad I missed, and it would have been one of the things I would have done, uh, is uh, the the incredibly low stakes uh, event that Brian Koval went to, which was okay. the the unknown with Gavin Verhey. Oh yeah, with the playtest cards, and that looked like an incredible amount of fun. Uh, and I will say that that just looked really, 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 really awesome. Because I I didn't stay on top of that particular mm-hmm. uh, Twitter. People were talking thing, all about that all weekend. I, I from what I gathered, what just a little bit interacting with it, it's like you went in; these packs were provided for you, but you went in clean slate. Mm-hmm. Having no idea what it well, was. Well, so so it was like there was packs of. It was a mystery. Uh, it, well, part of it was so that it was right. like a it was like a seal pool kind mm-hmm. of thing, but it was like packs of like Phyrexia all will be one mixed with packs from like New Phyrexia and like Scars of Mirrodin and stuff like that, and then they had then this pack of. Uh, yeah, playtest cards, which were literal playtest cards. They weren't like the mystery booster cards where, you know, you like, oh, yeah, you can tell that they print, you know, they printed, you know, the the white sticker, you know, what right. would have been the white sticker on the card itself. So it doesn't feel like, you know, these were actual cards where they had placed the sticker on top, just like they do in playtesting. Nice. And so they were real playtest cards. And I was just like, wow. So, and, and, and they, they, they honestly got to keep the cards. After, yes. Yeah. They got to keep yeah, the cards. Yeah. yeah. And it, it just super playtest cards. Are, it just super tracks that um, Gavin Verhey would be involved in something like that. And, like that's and that, just his, his stick. He was at SCG Indie, wasn't he? Um, I think so. Yeah. So it, it's kind of nice. To, while we don't have the, like in the before days, the regular uh, Grand Prix circuit, it is nice to see him find these events and get out and get to them. And Gavin's perfect. Like, yeah. Gavin is just great. I, I kind of wish I did go to SCG 
Andy just to see him and shake his hand and not even that would take not, not no, even I'm that kidding. would take take me to an SCG. I have met Gavin before though. Um, oh, okay, I, cool. I met him in 2019 at uh, the SCG Con in 2019. Oh, nice. um, actually drafted with him. Uh, and oh, that, okay. Yeah, our, our mutual friend uh, Paul Evaslage. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah uh, we drafted his his uh, peasant cube. Okay. Uh, and yeah, and boy, I tell you what, yeah, Gavin's our cutthroat drafter. Like just cutthroat. <laughs> I, like, I'm not surprised. Yeah, um, absolutely cutthroat. It's it's fun to watch. Like yeah, like well, some people are like people. People always like. What did he he say once? He said he said you know people always think I'm like the casual guy, like or whatever. But I think <laughs> a lot of people forget that he grew up playing on the pro tour and stuff like that. Yeah. So like yeah, when he shows up to something and it's he feels you know he he, he gets competitive he wants to win yeah it's, he's it's hilarious it's hilarious but yeah he's super cutthroat he was drafting because Paul's cube has like conspiracies and stuff in it and he was drafting all right. like the conspiracies and just like building this like really obnoxious deck and I was just like man that's like next level it's so cool but he was real nice I I got to kind of chat with him a little bit he was a real nice guy that's like, cool. he he is a really nice guy like um. And he's responsible for my new current favorite format. So, right. <laughs> well, before we get to that, uh, you mentioned that there's a Windy City Con coming up, right? Yeah, Winnie, for, Winnie, for, Winnie City. Winnie City Con for uh, Winnie my City. Little pony, right? Gotta love the, the puns. Right. Um, so, is that the farthest you would go for a con? Um, five, six hours. Five, I guess that's the question. Like, right. I think that's also like something that, like, because Philly would have been a similar drive. That would have been like a oh. five, five, six hour drive. Nope, nope. That's almost in New York. That's like 11 hours from here, dude. It's Philly? Philly. No, it's not that bad. Oh, well, no. I, I'm not saying it's not that bad. I mean, no. you, you would spend a day driving pretty much. I don't know. Now I'm going to look it up. <laughs> you got me wanting to look it up now. I'm like, what, uh, how far it is from yeah. here to there? Uh, it is eight hours. There it goes. Uh, we're just doing city proper to or city center to city center. Eight hours for, uh, for yeah, where about I'm at. Eight, yeah. eight, eight and a half hours. Okay, that, that's not too bad. You, you're you know. not driving eight, eight and a half hours. No, that's you're, not too, you're, yeah. that's not too bad though. I, I plus, would say plus there's tolls for us. Yeah, so, yeah it, I, I would say I would say you know probably a good ten eleven hours. I'd say eight to stops. ten hours. Eight to ten hours would probably be a fine position to be in right. that's also depending on like um you know driving wise like also there's like the option of flying like oh, so yeah. well, that and there's the time of year yeah you don't want to drive when there's storms and stuff right so snow and things like that but yeah like we're gonna be in uh, chicago in june so that's not really have to worry about much there like, yeah so, something like this I, having like, having been having driven in chicago in the dead of winter uh in the middle of a snowstorm i yeah <laughs> uh, i i can i can do anything now it's like whatever right <laughs> who cares um but yeah so, something like this if i would have went i would have driven the day before yeah uh, whatever day of the event i was going to attend and then spend the next day or two at the con and then the last day spending driving back that's what i usually do when i go up to cleveland and that's only like three and a half hours yeah uh i, I will go up early the day of or the day before and stay overnight and then you know after i'm done spend one whole day coming back well it's not really a whole day i also i, I also like driving oh. like I, I i actually really like to drive so like yeah, that's that's also I, a thing for me yeah i mean i i used to do a lot of at least just in-state travel um obviously not so much the last like four or five years yeah i yeah. i do kind of want to get back out and do some stuff because part of it is i'm 
Uh, no offense to the people that play locally. I'm tired of seeing your faces all the time. <laughs> Y'all <laughs> suck. I'm tired of seeing your faces. <laughs> I want to see new blood. I tell you that's, what. That's, that's so, why I'm clamoring the for stores to boost attendance and advertise their shit. So like, I didn't, I didn't he actually hear. Um, so uh, kind of segue, because uh, we'll talk yeah. about March of the Machines a little bit here, but sort of segue to the fact that um, the last time we recorded, Scott got out to play Popper. Uh, and then yeah. I got out to play Popper. Uh, and yeah. then last week, uh, neither of us went out to play Popper. Yeah, uh, because... I've been back, been back out since. By the so, way, so I'm not sure what kind of attendance they had on Friday. Um, oh yeah, I don't know because yeah, um, yeah, I don't think Adam went out to right. Popper, so. so, but um, you know, so here's here's the one up on Scott. Here I got the one up on Scott here. Scott went out and played Popper, and he played Affinity. He went three one with Affinity. I went I played Popper, and I went four zero clean sweep with walls. <laughs> <sighs> yeah i mean i i got roasted by burn and yeah well uh, there, to be fair that's not a that's not a pleasant matchup for a lot of decks well there's some that think that popper burn is the best burn deck in all of magic it's a pretty good deck like like we're talking like there's a modern burn. uh it's pretty close there's yeah. a legacy burn but it, it yeah. kind of is legacy burn there are a lot of cards in that deck that are legacy legal and yeah. that are that are play that are played in legacy burn. Yes, because you get fire fire blast and yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, it's it is a very good deck. Um, so I played against uh, Boggles twice. Uh, there were two Boggles players there. Uh, okay. I, I obliterated both of them <laughs> because. Uh, and here here's the thing though. So for people that don't know what I'm playing, uh, so the deck I I, I chose to build. Uh, and I'm actually building a second deck. Um, pretty close to done with that second deck. Purely on store credit. Let me just mind you. That's that's the, the dream right there. Wait, how do you have store credit if you don't play? Uh, I trade in stuff. Oh, okay. I had like $37 in store credit loot. So, um, But I also had store credit from Game Haven that I spent too for some stuff uh, from doing winning this event, essentially. <laughs> I didn't just win. I just do good at this event. I won this event. I was first place. Right. Uh, that was the only undefeated in this event. Uh, so the deck I built is a deck called Walls Combo, which is literally just what it sounds like. It is full of creatures that have the keyword Defender in them. Uh, and of course, the biggest uh, one of those that's common is Axbane Guardian from Return to Ravnica, which is the uh, you tap and add X mana in any combination of colors to your mana pool. Rex is the number of creatures with Defender you control. Uh, and for those that aren't familiar with how this deck works, is you get cards like Freed from the Real and um, Galvanic Alchemist that can untap that creature a bunch of times, and you can make infinite mana. Like it's it's an infinite mana deck. You make infinite mana and you win however you fucking feel like because that's how you win, how you do. And there's uh, even a tutor in the deck. Yes, tutor. there is literally a, a tutor in the deck that um you can also do some really goofy bullshit with. This is hysterical. Um, so drift to phantasm is a <laughs> is a tutor because it has transmute for one blue blue and you transmute it and you search for a card with the same uh, mana value. And put it in your hand. All the payoffs are call cost three, basically. Uh, so uh, the biggest payoff is um, obviously when you assemble infinite mana, you just want to kill your opponent. Uh, mm -hmm. So uh, Valakin Invoker is like one of the bigger ones. Uh, that's yeah. two and a red for eight mana. Just activate eight mana. Deals three damage to target. Eight, sure player. <laughs> eight, eight mana spike your opponent. Right. Yeah. Um, and then like you also get. Um, like that's like your your win condition essentially mm -hmm. like one of your win conditions you can also kill your opponent with secret door 
uh, which is the the blue uh, defender that has four and a blue venture into the dungeon. Uh, so you can just loop uh, the Lost Might of Fandelver uh, mm. infinitely and kill your opponent that way. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, but the cool thing is like there's a lot like so many of the payoffs in the deck cost three mm-hmm. so you can draft fantastic you could transmute drift of phantasms for your axe main guardian you can transmute draft a few uh phantasms for pulse of marasa this is where it gets really goofy you can transmute for pulse of marasa and use pulse of marasa to get back your drift of phantasms you know or reaping the grace uh that's another one that's kind of goofy it's the uh Two and a black uh, return to art creature card from your graveyard to your hand. Storm. <laughs> uh, so you storm. know storm. Yes. Why? Um, so, but the but what really sells the deck is it plays it plays so much like Legacy Elves in a sense because the deck does play Quirion Ranger in it. Mm-hmm. So you're doing goofy shit where you're like, okay, I have two lands in play. Let me be realistic. Here. This deck plays thirteen lands. 13. It's like 1994 deck building, right? right? It's like you're just like, holy shit. Okay. And and not only that, that's 13 forest, straight basic land forest. You don't <laughs> want to play a holdout settlement? I don't like that card because that card's not a forest. And all of be realistic here. The reason that you want to play forests is because Quirion Ranger is the best card in the deck. Uh, yeah. Originally a <laughs> uh, common envision. Yes. So that is uh, a green for it has an ability that says return a forest you control to its owner's hand on tap target creature activate only once. And it's kind of one of the cornerstones of legacy combo elves. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what you can do with this card is like, oh, I have, look, I've got two full, two lands in play. I've got a, a couple mana dorks or whatever. Uh, I've got an overgrown battlement. I'm going to tap it for some mana. I'm going to float a green off of my forest, bounce my forest to my hand, untap overgrown battlement, replay the forest, you know, so you can do some really goofy turn this card and it just enables some really busted. And uh, there's tons of ways you could just, you can just randomly get to what you need to win the game. Uh, obviously like they printed a literal, another literal tutor card in shield wall sentinel. Mm-hmm. in dominaria united which goes and gets dot creature with defender um but then you also get like um like say oh i don't have it in my hand like i, I all i have is this uh this third pass savant from brothers war <laughs> that has seven <laughs> uh seven activate draw two cards uh or um i've got vivian's grizzly in play which is you know three and a gray you look at the top card of your library if it's a creature a planeswalker card you reveal it and put it in your hand, or if, if you didn't put it in your hand, put it on the bottom of your library, so you can just keep doing that over and over with your mana. Right. So there's just ton- tons of ways for the deck to do its thing. And what I like about it is um, there are certain decks where like you just like kind of be your, you just kind of play a, a little bit faster than they do. And what you're trying to do is you're just, like you're just trying to race them because that's the thing is like you're playing a combo deck, you want to race uh, in certain games. So like boggles can get out of hand pretty quickly. Like, obviously, like they can make a pretty big creature pretty quickly and kill you pretty fast. But if you're mulliganing properly to like a turn four, like kill, like something you could kill on turn three, turn four with this deck. Mm-hmm. If you're mulliganing to that sort of gameplay, then you just don't care what they do. They have no way of interacting with you. They don't they don't interact with you. You don't interact with them. You don't care. You're just like, OK, well, I'm just going to play my stuff and win. Two um, ships passing in the night. Yeah, exactly. Now, granted. Sideboard wise, you have a lot of options for that deck too. Uh, I, I noticed the Nylea's Disciple in there, and I'm like, oh yes. yeah, I I am playing on Nylea's Disciple. Um, I'm on 
the list I'm on, uh, my sideboard right now, and I'm <laughs> if I was to take it back out to this meta game again, I would change my sideboards sure. because um, there are uh, a mixture of uh, blue and red decks out there, and I don't have any Pyroblast on my sideboard, and I would absolutely oh. play a Pyroblast on my sideboard out of there because there are people playing uh, blue white of uh, blue white fairies. There were people playing blue black control. Like, yeah. but there's a lot of, there are a lot of red decks. So I am playing like four, like I'm playing like three blue blasts and a, or, or uh, two blue blasts and a hydro blast, you know, in my, my sideboard right now. And I'm just like, I would probably shave one of those and make and put in a pyro blast, like just plain and simple. Uh, Cause I, ha- I do have like crimson acolyte uh, for the red decks. Right. It's just a two mana protection from red one one that can give creatures protection. From, like it's just absolutely goofy. Uh, Healer of the Glade probably comes in in those matchups because you can gain life. Nalia's Disciple obviously comes in just because you're gaining life. Uh, Standard Bearer though is your um, your goofy fucking um, Boggles matchup kind of a cool card because you can just put a Standard Bearer into play and then they can't cast any more auras because oh, they have because they have to target the Standard Bearer. So that's how you that's how you win. Uh, you can all like spell skite in that way. Kinda, yeah. You can also like most of their their boggles are literally just slippery boggle. So if you're playing pyroblast, you could just pyroblast their first slippery boggle mm-hmm. and just win. Like that doesn't happen very often because you're playing forests. <laughs> that is the other possible reason you might want to play holdout settlement. But hold, I don't like holdout. I think the card's garbage. Oh, that's uh, fine. I, I would rather I would rather just play the forests and not have those hands where uh your first turn land is a holdout settlement and you feel real bad because you're looking at this query ranger going damn this doesn't do anything so yeah i would i would rather have the the query and ranger synergy but uh i played so i played against boggles twice and i played against blue black control um i two a blue black control <laughs> uh staring down a talarian terror and a uh, grimag angler in game two uh Jeez. and my opponent just just had no gas they had no cards in hand wow they were they had killed multiple creatures of mine i just played a bunch of redundant creatures into play sure and uh eventually just won and they just didn't have any they didn't have any interaction they just that was just it like they didn't have any counter spells oh, they didn't have any, they, they burned it all they burned it all early creatures they burned it all and then uh, tried to go deep on okay well here's a big creature threat here's a big creature that which is what that deck does Right. I play a lot of redundant stuff. And so oh, it yeah. just, yeah. So it just worked out nicely. Uh, and then I played last round was against blue white fairies. Uh, and that was the first game I had lost all night was game two. And it was just cause um, they journeyed to nowhere to one of my early creatures. And I just, I didn't see a second land for like three turns in a row. Wait, there are fairies in the color white. Uh, they were, pl- so it's the, um, they were playing like spell search, right? It's like blue white fairies. Blue white fairies in, in Popper has a kind of weird different connotation. Usually, sure. you're uh, when you tell you say blue white fairies, you're you're talking about or just like blue black fairies. You're talking about uh, decks that play ninjutsu. Yeah, uh, yeah, the, the, yeah. The blue black fairy feels more like a ninja deck. But yeah, I, when you say blue white fairies, I'm thinking all right, blue fairies so they, and the white cards are removal spells. So no, they were they were playing like they were playing ninja the deep hours. They were playing Moon Secret Hacker, um, but they were also playing cards like um, Inspiring Overseer. Uh, some of the cards you would t- traditionally play in like a, a ephemerate shell. Uh, so like Blood Inspiring Overseer and um, what's the other one? Uh, Spirited Companion. Oh, okay. uh, so oh, like yeah, the yeah. cards, that, the things that draw gain life and draw cards. The, the, and, the goodest boy. Yeah, and of course you know they're kind of creatures that you would want to bounce mm-hmm. with your um uh your your ninja two. 
because you know they it's very rare it's going to get blocked but then you can also like uh gain some value off of putting it back in your hand and replaying it uh so yeah it's it was an interesting deck uh, i i just like i said i only lost game two because uh it was just like okay well crap uh and then game three it was like i had like everything set up and i had everything ready to go and i was like i had the com- i had a combo assembled on on field to go infinite but i didn't have enough defenders to go infinite because it was galvanic alchemist and not freed from the real so you need at least four mana to be able to cast to be able to do uh galvanic alchemist instead of freed from the real <laughs> and i had three defenders in play, and i had the valakin evoker in play and my opponent had no interaction no counter spells no nothing and i just like i draw overgrown battlement play overgrown battlement win uh and it's like okay yeah cool like <laughs> so it was a it was a good night. Um, I would, I definitely would like to play more of this format. Um, uh, I think the format's super fun, honestly. Even with like not seeing a lot of like the meta meta decks, there was somebody there playing like a green black like toxic deck. Yeah. Uh, like yeah, I, it seems like a lot of the people that show up like have not played the format too much. Uh, like I think you mentioned like in your first when you went there and played, like there was a quite a few people there that hadn't really played this format before. Yeah, uh, or, or or well, actually, it was like half of them. They're like, "What's FNM?" Yeah, Why do I exactly. Have yeah, like you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, uh, so yeah, that that's kind of the thing. Like, I did see like a mono red goblins deck, and I saw a mono red burn deck there, and um, somebody was playing uh black white ephemerate. Huh. Uh, which Here's is... a link that says Azurius Control. Open it up twenty creatures. Wait, a <laughs> wait, what on uh, in, in Popper? Yeah. There's 20 creatures like control over that. For Azorius control? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I, I, it's it's like low down. In the oh, it's this deep. Whatever. You mentioned deep. you wanted to build another deck. What what's the other one you're working? So on? I I started um picking up the pieces for goblins combo. Uh, so that I I I again I just absolutely adore uh stupid ass like linear combo decks in most formats. Sure. Uh, in fact, I found another deck that I'm probably gonna put together because uh, it's oh. also like super cheap. That's also a combo deck, uh, and that's um, it's uh, Enchantment Storm. <laughs> and we'll talk about that one in a second. That one's really stupid. Uh, but Goblins Combo uh, is like actually like a really good deck because it plays like a lot of really good cards. Uh, so you get to play like uh, your like Deadly Dispute. Like you get to play that card. Like that's obviously like one of the best cards in Popper. Uh, yeah. yeah, resolving deadly dispute and sacrificing an Wall Spring is literally like resolving ancestral recall, and it's just not even close. Like it's so good. Um, but the deck plays uh, Skirk Prospector, uh, and uh, there's a card from Strixhaven <laughs> that they printed that is just absolutely stupid when you actually consider what the card does. Uh, and it's an instant card. It's called uh, First Day of Class. Uh, and it's one in red, and it says, whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control this turn, you put a plus one, plus one counter on it, and it gains haste until end of turn. Uh, so there is a two mana, uh, two, two goblin that has persist. <laughs> so when you cast first day class and you sack putrid goblin to your skirk prospector, mm-hmm. it on, it persists, comes back with a minus one, minus one counter. And then first day class puts a plus one, plus one counter on it and infinite negates right the counter and you get infinite mana. Um, the funny thing is, the way you win with that deck now has nothing to do with any creatures anymore. It's all makeshift munitions. You just win with makeshift munitions. Oh, because you build up the infinite mana, and, and then, then you, you just keep sacrificing. Just keep sacrificing the putrid goblin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Jeez. Yes. 
there was a clever downshift for this deck though that made this that is now just like a one of in this deck, but it's really good for this deck, and that's uh Dark Dweller Oracle. And that's the uh has uh, it's a two two for two that has one sacrifice a creature, exile the top card of your library. You may play that card this turn. <laughs> yeah. So you can also like use that to like get down to like your wing condition. Yeah, if you uh, don't have it already. Right, or... yeah. And there's tons of cards that draw cards. Like, you have, you know, Faithless Looting, and you have First Day, or not First Day, uh, Deadly Dispute, and uh, you can also transmute uh, Shred shred Memory. <laughs> there's a one of Shred Memory. You can transmute Shred Memory. Look, look at these OG Ravnica cards seeing the Just light of day. so good, right? Um, and, of course, you play, like, Chromatic Star and Icar Wellsprint. And <laughs> cool story. Um, thank you, Brothers War, for making... Retro frame chromatic star and retro frame Icar wellspring, so ridiculously inexpensive. Oh, yeah, like the power just, reprints. Oh my gosh, well, not just that, but like also these like crazy, like throw in like uh sheets like the mystical archives and the retro frame artifacts, just mm-hmm. absolutely. So, I bought so this weekend is also um, this next this coming next weekend is uh, this weekend is uh, Buffalo Jacob Legacy oh, um, yeah. in Columbus, and I'm playing uh in that event and i'm gonna be playing painter and i was like man i only have when i when i usually did all my proxies i only have one copy of thorn famethyst in my proxies because i had originally uh came into it with the consideration that i was only going to be playing that card in vintage where that card is restricted so i only made one copy of it in my proxies and i was like oh well shit but i want to play two in my sideboard and i'm like i'm like oh crap they reprinted that card in the Brothers War Retro Frame Artifact Border, and it's like two to three dollars. You go to a Lorwyn copy, and it's like twenty, almost twenty bucks. Not bad. So, and I was just like, so I picked up two of those. Uh, and I was just like, okay, this is this is fine. Like, so yeah, uh, so yeah, Goblins is something I'm like, like a couple cards off of, like not that far off of. Like, it's like Dross Forge Bridge. I need to pick up, but I need to pick up like a Karkalan Shaman, like, and that's like almost about it. Like, it's pretty close to being done with that. Um, the other deck that, yeah, that was is, is goofy as shit. It's called Enchantment Storm. So I saw Alex Ullman posting some pictures about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is just like one of those weird ass decks that's like, you're like, okay, wait a minute. First, you look at it and you're like, okay, first of all, there's a Pilpala in this list. There's there's four Pilpala in this list. So you automatically know that it's doing something broken. Right, uh, because that, nobody that, uses Pilpala fairly. Like that card that, is that made is a to be bro- signpost. Right that there. is card is made to be broken, uh, and of course, it's like the the wing edition is um, presence of Gond. Uh, but the way you get there is you have cards like commune with spirits, where you can put enchantments into your hand. You can um, play a land grant. You can play Crufix's insight. Uh, there's like abundant growth and unbridled growth and vessel of necessity and bitter reunion. Bitter reunion is hilariously one of the biggest parts of this deck because it's a two mana red enchantment that says uh, when it enters the battle you may discard a card if you do you may draw if you do draw two cards but it also has one sacrifice where creatures you control gain haste until on a turn um and so there's another um uh card that they printed at kamigawa neon dynasty is called careful cultivation and then it chants an artifact creature and as long as the enchanted permanent is a creature it gets plus one plus one plus one plus three in reach and has tap add double green so you can just keep uh it's just it's you do some weird shit with this. It sounds like it. Yeah, uh, anything that taps for more than one mana. Yes. Especially all the ways that you can untap things in this format. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's absolutely Go strange. Nuts. Something strange. But there's a card 
that is um in this deck and it's uh from Urza's Destiny and it's Raphelos's gift. It's a green sorcery which reveal any number of green cards in your hand, return an enchantment card from your graveyard to your hand for each card revealed this way. <laughs> and you're just like, what is going on here? This deck it looks bonkers. Like it just looks absolonkers. So I'm okay. uh, and then there of course there's a um like there's cards like Sigil of the Nyan Gods, which is like the uh enchanted creature gets plus one plus one for each creature you control. So you you make yeah, you figure out how to make infinite mana and then you you win, from there. Um, you win from there yeah it's the same thing like that's how most decks in this format work you figure out how to make infinite mana and you win from there uh which i, yeah. I love those kind of decks I, I just think they're goofy and fun that, that's how all decks work in all formats i mean make sure I, I i mean it, it, it I, does I, feel like magic overall is kind of combo centric though to be honest. I, and i and i i like combo decks from the standpoint of uh i like making my opponents have answers uh, and yeah. that's how I uh, I feel about most games is oh, you, you either have it or you don't, and I'm gonna make you have it. You're you're uh, the one wanting to ask the question. I'm the opposite, and that's where I'm having problems because I always want to be the one answering the question. Yeah, I, I the, think I think it would behoove you to try being the one and uh, posing <laughs> posing the question. For uh, a I, while. I I think that would help. A I, little bit. I'd like to, but uh, I I I definitely meta game data. I definitely don't. I definitely don't want to play like anything that has um, fucking uh, lotus petal in it. Definitely in this format though, because I just I don't want to spend that money on lotus petals. Lotus petals are a hundred dollars for a playset. What? Uh, yeah, that's ridiculous. The card is twenty. Yeah, the card is ridiculous. It's, it's I was not, gonna say eighty, but damn, it, it is like twenty six dollars for a copy from the list. For or not from the list from mystery booster. If you go down to like Tempest, they're like $27. And yeah, it's, yeah, that card needs an actual reprint. Uh, because yeah, for reasons, because like if you want to, if you go look at Popper and you go look for like what is actually the most expensive deck in the format, it's Cycle Storm. Yeah, I, I just pulled that up. All right. So, um, it's a hundred, almost $200. You say it needs a reprint. All right. It needs a reprint and a master's set of some sort. Uh, oh, here, here's a question. All right. Put it in mod. Yes no, not. definitely no. <laughs> Big fucking no. <laughs> so much no, it's not even funny. I know. I know. Especially so after uh, they no. already got rid of all the free mana. Yeah, so much uh, no. No, um, that card, no, need, that yeah. card needs an actual reprint and an actual like uh, draftable we, set, like maybe Commander Masters. Commander yeah. Masters. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Which so. don't don't pre-order those boxes right now, folks. They're Holy ridiculous. Crap. Yeah, it's like, pretty ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Just wait. Get it. Get it from your LGS. Or if you don't have an LGS, send money to a good friend who has an LGS that can get one. They definitely are are gonna be hot fire because um they the cards that they spoiled from that set are absolutely hot fire. Like, well, well here's a question for you, and I, I kind of pose this question to others in the community and. Yeah, it didn't really get a lot of traction. Um, do you think that their announcement last week of here's all the upcoming sets and their release dates and some teasers, do you think that diminished from MagicCon Philly and the Pro Tour at all? No, oh, like for like them announcing all the March of the Machine stuff at, at, at Magic on Philly while the finals was going on? Because, you know, that possibly couldn't have... That that part was awkward. I think they could have done just, that different. There, there, was a, there was a balance there that could have been struck there in that they, regard. They, they could have, like, 
bled that in a little bit throughout the day. I, I think that I think breaks. that the Commander Masters release was very small and minimal, but it had a big impact because of the cards that they announced that they spoiled. Well, well sure, but like, like you know, um, Redo just won the Pro Tour two days ago. Now we're talking about new product. The, yeah, every, everything everything moves at the speed of light. That's just, yeah, yeah, it's you, like yeah. hold on a minute, and then yeah. then this week. They're going to have Reed Duke on uh, uh, tomorrow's episode. They'll have Reed Duke on to talk about the Pro Tour. So you're going back. Yeah, for... I mean, I also think that you have to factor in the fact that maybe they couldn't have gotten him that quickly for that. That oh, that, that part I understand, but it's yeah. like you should because you just did panels on stuff. Don't have a weekly MTG two days after the Pro Tour. Wait, I, I, I will say I, that I that that the cards that they they did they spoiled were. Oh, for uh, yeah, absolutely! Like the hottest fire that could. They, when you start throwing around more Portal Three Kingdoms reprints, uh, uh, yeah, we had uh, a Portal Three Kingdom reprint. It's first time being reprinted a non-judge or yeah. promo pack. So there's that, and, and, and it's one had, of those ones uh, where we're we're in a position where, um, if you were to to really look at it, we're starting to hit that point where we're starting to to really dig into the Portal Three Kingdoms cards. Right, and so like this, like I, there aren't many of those um, right, but cards, there seems cards to be left like a, that are that are that expensive. Right, there seems to be a comfort level to where they're like, okay, yeah, we can. You know, I we mean, can put this in this product. The P three K stuff, they've really hit hard. Like, yeah. I mean, we had Imperial Seal, and mm-hmm. you know, um, was it Warrior's Oath and. Uh, stuff More like that. Than once on that one, I believe, right? Uh, Warriors of that was the first time Warriors of had been reprinted. Oh, okay. Yeah. All, had, all of uh, these cards have been. Was it this Grim is the Tutor? The, yeah, Grim Tutor. That was Starter, though. That was from the Starter set. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I mean, uh, they are definitely hitting these these Portal cards, right. these Portal Three Kingdoms cards, because they are cards that have not had good good reprints uh, overall. Uh, Imperial Seal obviously was like the biggest one, sure. Um, at the time, uh, Capture of Jingjiao, which is going to be printed in Commander Masters, that's that's a really good one. Um, if they want to hit something really, uh, the, I think the next highest one that they would have to hit at this point would be Ravages of War. I don't okay. think Ravage, I don't think Ravages of War has been reprinted at all. Um, double Maybe checking as a as a judge more. as a judge promo only. That's probably one thing. Yeah, of. but yeah, like, yeah, that one's that one's currently like three hundred fifty dollars. So it, yeah, there that one needs a reprint at some point. Uh, it, yeah, it makes it, me wonder though, like with their focus on commander, like if they never did that, would these cards have ever been reprinted? Because they're what? Yeah, because they're because they're because they're good commander cards. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, I I think it would be very interesting if they. I don't know what set they could choose to put this in that, that they could do it, but um, like mm-hmm. the next highest one at that point would be Zhaodun the One-Eyed, and that has Horsemanship. Um, uh, Modern Horizons 3, there you go. Yeah. Horsemanship. I, I, hey, if we're going to do that, let's just reprint Riding the Dealer Horse. Uh, if, for people that don't know what Riding the Dealer Horse is, it's the dumbest fucking Horsemanship card in the entire set, because it gives a creature Horsemanship. That's it. It gives, a creature gives plus two, plus two, and Horsemanship. Neat. Uh, and uh, when I say that, character is plus two, plus two, and his horsemanship, it can't be blocked except a creature's horsemanship. Doesn't affect less indefinitely. <laughs> it doesn't. Doesn't. It's not to land a turn. It just gets plus two, plus two, and gains horsemanship. Oh, oh okay, yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. it's literally that's, what it says on the tip. But it does it 
forever. That creature gets it forever as long as. Oh, uh, back so. in back in the day when portal rocks were soft. Portal was weird. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Like. Um. So yeah, yeah that's that's mm-hmm. another one that they get reprint. Like a lot of those cards are like a couple hundred dollars. Sure. Piece because it's Portal Three Kingdoms. So and obviously we already saw cards like Imperial Recruiter get reprinted and um yeah and obviously we had the um not Grim Tutor but uh, we had Imperial Seal Imperial Seal is like one of the biggest ones uh, Imperial Seal having been reprinted not really it's it's restricted it's restricted and it's not only that it's a card that could very easily unrestrict uh and would probably be unplayable um it's also a card that I could actually say that definitively say they could unban it in Legacy and it would probably see no play. Because it's not good. Like a one mana black sorcery that yeah. puts a card on top of your library and um you know cost you two life is not good. Like yeah, th- it does not do enough for twenty twenty three. They are the, sure. the Doomsday decks were already playing personal tutor, which does the exact same thing without losing life. And that's just it it just doesn't matter. Like so yeah, I, I don't think that it would see much play if they were to actually ever unban it in legacy. It's 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 not a not a good card like yeah so but but like so so they did they, yeah, like i said they they spoiled capture Zing Zhao, which is cool uh but they also spoiled jeweled lotus which hasn't had a reprint since uh was it commander legends right and uh, someone i can't remember who uh asked this on twitter they were wondering like they they feel it's good that jeweled lotus is getting a reprint because then for those who play cda uh, they have ex- more accessible copies but would that increase the number of jewel lotuses that would be seen in casual play? And obviously, you're an aficionado of Commander, aren't you? No, I'm just kidding. No, definitely um, not. I just I wonder how many people do see jewel lotus in play, and I wonder as far as just at casual tables. I haven't played a lot of Commander in recent. Yeah, I mean, um, so yeah, I don't know. And and my thing is like, okay, sure, if it shows up more commonly at casual pods so be it someone wanted to play that card like one one of my beefs with this format right now is so many so many people complain about what someone has as far as in their deck of recent cards like it's one thing to say man why are you playing time twister here in, in this pod and no one else is playing cards even half as old as that like that that that's a valid complaint but if someone's going to be like, oh, man, I, I got my deck and beefed it up and read an article and did all that, and someone else has got, like, a foil jeweled lotus. Okay, those are recent cards. Mm. Like, who, who who cares? Just just play. I, I don't care. I don't care about cards. Play cards. Yeah, just, just play cards. I, I and um, Oh, and of course, we also saw... Special uh, format with zero stakes. We also saw the Ur-Dragon. So that yeah. was, that's a good looking... Oh, uh, I, I didn't realize how expensive that card was, but... yeah. People like their dragons. Yeah, which is funny because like I I don't even think that that's like the most like absolutely like oppressive dragon commander. I think I think Miriam takes that uh, to a whole nother level. Well, yeah, uh, that, that's but... that's probably one of the next that that may be the next deck I build just Mi- because Miriam. it's it. Well, not only is it different, but I'm normally not a uh, teamer player. Do you have your um your commander legends dragons like the mythic ones? Uh, I think there's a couple I have because, like, so, I would, like, I would, I would play. I would, I don't know if I would play the green one per se. I can't remember what one does, but I, I would absolutely play ancient copper dragon and mm-hmm. ancient silver dragon. Yeah, because uh, yeah, like those like, cards what, are. What is like, what does the green one do? I don't have to look. I, I would too. Like, 
some of those dragons with their names like ancient silver dragon uh, ancient silver dragons absurd it's blue like yes. i would think that would be a white dragon based on silver the card like, is dumb there is there actually there is, there isn't a group. oh it's no ancient brass dragon ancient bronze dragon oh yeah that one's kind of dumb like if winter deals combat damage player you roll a d20 when you do you put x plus one plus one counters and then you shift to two target creatures where x is the result yeah i would probably just i would just play ancient copper dragon ancient silver dragon but like there's tons of ways that you can like build that deck where it's just absolutely just absurd like you just mm-hmm. ramp and then you play all the dumb dragons that make sense yeah, uh, like um, some of like some of the um, the uh, adventures in the Forgotten Realms ones, where um, like is it Imerith? I think it is like the one that draws cards. Uh, that one's kind of dumb. Uh, you, you get like the dragon. You, there's also like just dragons that aren't dragons because they're just small dragons because mm-hmm. uh, Dragonborn existing in Commander Legends. So you get the one that gives all dragons dragons spells flash. Uh, and then there's the one that gives uh, the where you get to look at the top card of your library. And you get to cast dragons off the top of your card of your library. Like that's really good. <laughs> um, yeah, so you get some really really dumb stuff. Like, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, Imrf Desert Doom. Like that one's really good. Deals combat damage mm-hmm. to a player. You draw a card, and then you have fewer than three cards, and you draw cards equal to the de- difference. Uh, but like, it just draws a card all the time. But just yeah. Miriam makes makes non-legendary copies of shit and so like you get to play your niv mizzets uh and you get to play um what's the red one is a ganax astral hunter uh it's the one that's uh whenever a yeah it's ganax astral hunters four and a, four and a red for whenever it or another dragon enters the battlefield make sure you create a treasure token mm-hmm. uh so you get two of those into play and you're just cooking with gas and then you want to play like your scourge of alcus yeah. and your terror of the peaks now we're talking uh, like those are cards you want to play in that deck because you're those are the cards that are like oh i put dragons into play i'm gonna it's gonna you know you're gonna take damage for the dragons yep, um, all the triggers yeah all the triggers uh and then you also get to play like um your like parallel lives and like your uh panharmonicon and stuff like that like you want to play parallel lives and you want to play panharmonicon like just because mm-hmm. you want to double your triggers and, and you get to play like there's a potential of playing some of like the the blink spells uh, like uh, ghostly flicker and stuff like mm-hmm. that, where you can ghostly flicker like your uh, thing. Also, spark double. Like you play your spark double and you make a spark double as a copy of Miram. Yeah, well, they get multiple. So well, one of the things I like about this deck, you're, you're, it just builds itself. Yeah, you're absolutely kind of absurd. On that. It's like it, it takes the the simic uh, token doubling token copying things. It kind of takes that theme and just incorporates it yeah into a dragon deck but it does it with dragons cool. which is just makes yeah it, it, it you does can play, you can play sarkins yes you can you can play sarkins yeah it just makes everything like like you definitely want to play your your dragon kind orbs like those yep. are also really good like the red one especially is like really good because you can it gives haste and... wait was there a dragon that led you into the dungeon I don't think so. Oh, such a fail uh, because then the deck could be Dungeons and Dragons. I don't think so. I don't think any of the dragons did that. Like, <sighs> but like, there's just so many. Like, oh, Reckless Barbarian is also a card that I just didn't realize existed until I started looking at Miriam deck list. And I was like, oh, there's a two mana two two that has sacrifice add double red. What? <laughs> like, yeah. but it yeah, you definitely. For itself. I think I think if you're gonna play any Niv Mizzet in the deck, I think you play just Niv Mizzet Firemind. 
like that's, that's absolutely absurd. Make double copies of make copies of Niv Mizzet, and you're just suddenly like, I'm gonna draw a card and deal three damage and walls. <laughs> yeah, you just win that way. Um, yeah. If I was gonna build, it's weird because I I don't I don't play a whole lot of commander, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, but if I was gonna build like an actual commander deck right now, um, which is weird because I have a a proxy commander deck and that's like my weird baby but it's not like it's one of those things where it's like getting convincing people to play against a silver board commander is hard enough that um also convincing people to play against a silver board commander that it has a pro that's a proxy deck is probably even worse yeah. uh but whatever you know i get to play it every so often i get i've got i get to play it every year at least at trotcon so it doesn't matter yeah let's uh, say for for the crown you bring that deck to you know they're they're gonna be more um receptive so if i was going to build any deck I, I i continually tinker with the idea of um kanio Sintiro, um uh, planeswalker control uh so you can so tiny you know kanio Sintiro, right the of, of Miletus. it's the uh red green white blue Oh, the from... uh, the um um the ink treader. So um, so it's sort of like so, yeah, so pe- people look at the card. Obviously, you, the first your first line goes to um goes to uh, uh the group protectors hug. from Theros, right? Go, it goes to group hog because it draws card because everybody draws cards. You're like yeah, oh everybody gets to draw a card and everybody gets to put a land into play. Yeah, know, here they are. You know, yep. and and you know you get to draw a card, put a land into play, and then your opponents could put a land into play. But if they didn't, they get to draw a card. You know, so it's like oh, it's group hog. Nah, not really. You just play Planeswalkers and uh, all the ramp and a bunch of extra turn spells uh, because, you know, extra turn spells. Uh, And and the way that you control people with um, the fact that they can't, the fact that that by taking your extra turns and by stopping people from putting lands or drawing cards is that you play Narset (laughs) and just prevent them from drawing cards. Uh, And then... Oh, I thought you were talking about... uh... Creature Narset. No, no, no. Oh, you played Nar- Nar- no, 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 you played Narset Pirate Parter Veils. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and then you just like draw a bunch of extra cards. You're playing Holly Mine and like Fauna Mathos and you know Dictator Crucifix and mm-hmm. Right to Flourishing. And the what the deckless I was building is like, has all these like uh cards like Utopia Sprawl and like Gift of Paradise and Overgrowth and Sheltered Area to make mul- more than one, you know, mana, whatnot. You just play a bunch of planeswalkers, and the card I found out that makes this pile completely utterly stupid broken that you just win the game on the spot with is actually from the newest set from Phyrexia all will be one yeah that card is all will be one the three double the three double red enchantment that says whenever you put one or more counters on a permanent or player it deals that much damage to target opponent creature and opponent controls or planeswalker and opponent controls yeah when you're putting in like a bunch of planeswalkers into play uh, and then you're activating their abilities that it uh, that damage adds up really quick. Then you use the and chain veil and activate it again. I, do you see the funny thing is the list I had didn't even have the chain veil in it. I should put Otha Teferi in the list. I would say that's another one. That's that probably the correct one, but it hasn't seemed like it mattered that matters that much. But um, oh wait, do you run uh, do you run sagas? Uh, no weirdly enough no, it's, you no, add a to anything, it's right? planeswalkers like you just want to you that's that's the jet the gist it's just like all the stupidest fucking planeswalkers that have ever existed sure so you know you get your renin six you get your dakvay narset oko teferi um 
just get all the Okos, including the right. six Nah, we just play we just play Oko three rounds because he's 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 sexy. And, and um, then uh then get Ekermoon Gauntlet from the, Oh yeah, I actually set. that isn't that is in the deck. Yes, yes. Nice. Yeah, Ekermoon Gauntlet does does go nice. does go in the deck. Uh because because uh, the funny thing is if you activate that and proliferate, because you're putting individual counters on everything, yeah. it it triggers all will be one that many times. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So that's gross. Um the, nice. some of the so some of the ones I found that were really good too were um obviously the Wandering Emperor is really good. Uh Comet Stellar Pop is just absolutely absurd. Uh oh the, the other goodest boy. Yes. Uh Minskinboo is obviously absurd because he, he comes into play with three counters. You plus one to put a counter on something, and then you then you're putting three plus one plus one counters on something. Uh <laughs> um yeah, that's kind of dumb. Uh all the Teferis that you could possibly play. Oh, yeah. Uh because um you draw so many cards that Teferi Temporal Pilgrim is just absolutely the most absurd magic card. And, um and then uh stuff like on your like your six drops level, like the Eternal Wanderer is absolutely absurd. Uh Elf Best Sense Champion, Mordenkainen. Uh because Mordenkainen is actually really dumb. Uh, <laughs> um uh Nissa Ascended Animist is also pretty gross. Yeah. Uh because like that's the fun part about the deck is like generally like you're playing like no creatures. So you're playing like all these cards that do stuff and planeswalkers and stuff like that, but you're well, not playing. I'd probably run Captain Sisse. So I'm playing ex- exactly one creature, okay. and that's Urza Lord Protector. <laughs> and you know why? Because you are playing the Might Stone and the Weak Stone, so you can tra- so you can create Transform, Urza. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Your your winning is um you're either killing them with Kyneos and Teros because it's hilarious because uh, right. you can attack with them. Uh, Oko makes creatures because he makes food and he makes food creatures um there's also uh comma stellar pup makes squirrels <laughs> uh elminster makes fairy dragons uh <laughs> morden kind of makes the dog and elspeth makes soldiers uh, elspeth makes soldiers eternal wanderer and wandering emperor make samurai it, is the box for the tokens for this deck bigger than the deck itself? it's gotta be because then you got nissa ascendant amos makes uh makes frexian horrors minskaboo right. makes boo uh, but then you also get uh, Field of the Dead because that's just a legitimate thing you can play. Just make zombies. Why not? Yeah, just make a bunch of zombies and kill them with zombies. So yeah, it's it's goofy. Like and oh and um like Thought Reflection because you can play Thought Reflection and then you can play like Jace Wielder Mysteries mm-hmm. and just draw a bunch of cards to win that way. Uh, but or you can like oh um you are playing some draw threes like obviously Echo of Eons is a card that's in the deck like that's a card you want to play. Uh, and then also, um, like time twister, you obviously want to play a time twister, uh, in that deck because it's gross. Um, you don't have to play a reserve list. I, I would, I would absolutely 100% play a time twister or a wheel. Like, it would either be a time twister or a wheel of fortune, uh, in the, in the deck. Time twister is just a little bit stronger because it shuffles. Bad form. Um, uh, you also can play, uh, commit to memory. Okay. That's fine. And, and, and that, I mean, you could play both. Like, <laughs> uh, also, like omniscience, you can just play omniscience. Oh yeah, like, you definitely sure. you know, do play an omniscience because that way you can just like at some point just pl- put an omniscience in play and then just start playing all the st- shit out of your hand. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, it's it would absolutely like this is a deck that doesn't. There was this would be a deck that doesn't skimp on the fact that it wants to play. Oh, no. It no. Won- what you can play a symbol legion in the deck. Oh dear God. <laughs> I could, uh, or uh, I could play counter damage, or I could token. play just stuff that draws cards. <laughs> I just want to draw cards. Well, Sylvan Library, you know me. of course. 
I mean, oh, I'm not even playing that. Like, just no room. Right, <laughs> like, I know, right? Like, but it's because I, I, I was thinking of enchantments that you put counters on. I was trying to like come up with like room for things and here or there because I kept finding things and like I'm like, but I don't want to cut the mana doubler things like Dawn's reflection and like stuff like that. And I don't want to cut flourishing. the right to flourishing. Yeah, I don't want to cut that. Like, this just doesn't go. Ren and six is obviously like, stupid good. Uh, oh, sure, because you know you're playing as many fetches as you can. <laughs> Jam into the fucking deck. Might as well just go with Ren Seven then. Yeah, I know. That's like it's like what? Where do you draw the line of what planeswalkers to include? Like hey. at that point, because there's so many good ones. Uh, I got it. I, I got it. So yeah, you, you want you want to take this deck right, and you want to play all these cards. So you build a uh, you build a deck with this commander, and you make a battle. You can't do that in commander. Rule zero. Yeah, yeah, you still can't do that, Commander. But that's silly. I, I think, if, I think, if you if showed I'm, up at my table, I would like. I think if I'm gonna cut anything out of this, like the one I have loaded up in Forge right now, it would barely be TMAO Completed Sage. Yeah, but that's also like really good. So I don't know. Like that's the problem. Is, like they're all really good. Like there's Jace, like multiple Jaces, like Jace the Mind Sculptor, obviously, and like multiple Teferis. Like I think the one that's been most underwhelming, weirdly enough, has been Teferi Master of Time, which is odd mm. to say because that card's like really good. Yeah. Um, I would rather, but I, I mean, I have obviously I have Teferi Hero of Dominaria. I think the card's absolutely great. Like, so yeah, I, I, I it would be this would be like the the deck that I would build because it's like the deck that would be like, okay, look, uh, this is the deck that's absolutely stupid amount with his mana base because it's playing all OG duels and and mm-hmm. all the f- shock lands that it can play because it has to play all these, um, you know, differently named lands to make Field of the Dead work. Mm-hmm. First of all. So, like, the only basics you're playing are snow-covered, you know, whatever, you know, one of each snow-covered. <laughs> and then you're playing all these fetch lands and all these other cards because you have to play a bunch of differently named lands to make Field of the Dead viable, right. uh, which is hilarious. Because then you get to play all of, like, the Triumphs on color, like, which is just absolutely absurd because you get to play Jetmares and Ketriai and Rograns and uh, Sparas. It's like four ch- uh, Triumphs you get to play. Right. It's a lot. Yeah, so it's it's just absurd. So yeah, I, I think it would be a fun deck, and of course, like you're you're still getting to put like cards into play. Mm-hmm. So like that's also kind of dumb with uh, the kind of stress. You kind of just ramp to them and just like let them take over the game. And, and again, people are gonna look at it and go, "Oh, you're playing group hug. This sounds awesome." And it's like, no, <laughs> right. it's not. It's definitely not group hug. <laughs> Sorry, surprise. surprise, not group hug. Right. Like yeah. Um, so, well, th- yeah, you, you mentioned fairy hero dominaria that they kind of shift away from commander a little bit i played that card this weekend did in modern yeah oh oh three drop yeah um so yeah it did not go well with you for you i'm sorry it it didn't but i noticed something so i i've been i know or at least of the players that i've watched content the good players they always try and take something away from or a tournament or something and this is what happened so round one, I'm up a game against the Zorius Hammer. Mind you, that Azorius Hammer deck is more Azorius than Azorius Control and Modern. But that's another story for now. Uh, I'm up a game. I'm good at game two. I'm stuck on five lands, but I have action in hand. Uh, one of which is a Fairy Hero Dominaria that I, I want to get more lands out to play so I can play and respond with a counterspell as they try and spell Pierce away. Uh, my opponent is clearly telegraphing they have a, uh, a spell pierce. Uh, it gets to the point where I flash in a solitude to clear a creature, 
I think it was a suited up uh, Esper Sentinel or one that was about to be suited up uh, with uh, Colossal. Uh, and then I proceed with the Solitude Beatdown for like three or four turns. Uh, my opponent goes to kill it with March of Otherworldly Light. And in my hand, there are two key spells because he has an Ink Moth Nexus in play. Uh, and Colossal Hammer still on the battlefield. Uh, I have Counterspell and Archmage's Trap. And I, instead of thinking uh, about what was on the stack, I immediately responded with the counterspell. Like, it wasn't even like, there, there wasn't a inhale moment. Like, he did that, and I'm like, counterspell. So I'm like, all right, I have him dead in four turns with this attack. Uh, he then proceeds to untap, kill me, because he does all the things to get, uh, like, I think he played, um, what was that card? Steel Overseer. Uh, yeah. And, and activate his Ink Moth, and... Or he may have even had a cigar to save to play at the time. I don't know. But anyway, went suited up with uh, Colossal Hammer, and I try and take the Ink Moth with my Archmage's Charm to avoid him attacking with it, and he Spell Pierce. Spell Pierce I knew was in hand the whole time. So if I would... Did you, did you really? Like, I think that's the thing. Like, Yeah. That, but see, that's, that's kind of the mind that, game. That, that that's the read. I, I should say that's the read I got. And yeah. It, it I, turned out I, correct, again. But, again. I, again. Yeah. I I I we we discussed this a bit. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think I would have again. I, I I also all again. I also always subscribe to the 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 school of make them have an answer. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. And uh, it's like at the same time, like I don't think I would have. I I don't think I would have had that fully had that read and i think it's and maybe that makes me the bad player i don't know but like it i looked at a lot of the lists and it was like a two of and like most of the lists and i'm like i would not hinge on them having a two of like that seems like a strange uh you know thing to consider right well so, it, it may also be me being paranoid but i always think that and or the pessimist in me or a combination of both because reasons and things outside of magic that uh I, i've not really touched on with the public yet but um yeah it just when that happened, game three was just a slaughter, and then the rest of my afternoon was. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think yeah, I would. I, I don't think I would attribute that to the to that one game though. I, 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 I and and I think I, I I understand like tilt yeah. happen tilt happens. Don't get me wrong. Tilt. Oh tilt. sure, and and I that's the thing. I was trying not to tilt. Yeah. Like and and I was trying to. All right, next match focus. Next match focus. And this thing, our our game went uh our 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 three games consumed all of round one so yeah. i went right into round two without even having time to decompress and i right. played against uh rakdos midrange or as people like to call it for some reason scam um yeah. uh, against a uh, former uh guest host or or a uh, guest on the astronaut podcast Randy miller uh, uh-huh. and i always enjoy our games because sure we're playing the game and there's moments where we have to focus on playing the game but there was a moment game two i think it was two or three where i had a chalcin one and he had a blood moon and they were just staring at each other for like eight turns or something Mm -hmm. it was pretty dumb um and so like i can't be mad at that because there was just that kind of quirky enjoyable moment where it's like oh we got these prison elements on each side of the battlefield and screwing both of us yay magic um right then the uh, third round was against, uh, is it Murtai? Uh, literally the best deck, uh, at least by number. And yeah, it just, he potted it really well. And with Azurius Control, uh, focusing so much on sorcery speed removal 
or six mana enchantments that you can cast cheaply uh, as opposed to focusing on reacting with counter spells. It should be. That's how it was from Jump. Um, yeah, I just I don't I don't think overall my deck choice was bad. It's just it kind of go back to what we talked about with Pioneer. Like look at all like where's Mono Green Devotional were, right? I think if you take those same players and their same decks and ran that tournament again, we'd have a completely different result. Oh, I'm sure. And that's that's just how it is with Magic in general. Uh, I just wish I could have been playing cards like Snapcaster Mage and Path to Exile and stuff like that. But they're they're not they're not good. Like I don't know how many times I see someone play. Oh wow, that's a cool creature I haven't seen. And there goes the Exile Zone because it just got eaten by Solitude. Right. Know? Like. Uh, it, Solitude has become the new Doomblade. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty good. Uh, yeah, and it's just it's as much as I yammered on about my hatred for what has happened. It it, it is what it is at this point. There there's no going back. It sucks. Uh, however, uh, I did go and I did learn something about myself and how I played that I can now take forward. Um, yeah, and see so what I, happens from and there. And I, so, I like I said, I I do I do think that um in the long run. Like I, I don't think that I, I still don't think you made like a, a poor decision. I think you yeah. just made the decision based on the information you had available to you, and that's the best thing you can do. Sometimes uh, I think it's important to re- recognize that. Like the, sometimes you can only make the decision that you have available to you, and sometimes it's a snap decision, and sometimes it doesn't work out. But sometimes you know most of, you know some sometimes it does. You're taking a shot in the dark sometimes, and you just kind of have to like recognize that you know usually you're gonna be okay like it sometimes it's okay like right yeah. uh what was awesome though is that the player who i played against he had a uh, a group of friends that he came up from uh, uh mavericks and mason with mm. so uh not all of them did well uh one of them even brought uh that gruel storm deck with um oh shoot what's that creature that has oh, toxic rot, rot priest yeah with uh rot priest so that was kind of cool um, some of them did well, some of them didn't. Uh, I even got to play uh, Euchre uh, between round one or round two and three, so that was kind of neat. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, uh, he I was his only win. He went one and two. He went the one two Larosa's uh, bracket. Uh, so it's like I don't get to have Larosa's often, so I'm going to go get some food. There you go. Um, but no, there were uh, I've never seen those players before and they were really cool really friendly um and very like hey you guys need to come down to our store and here's some events that we're having and da, 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 da. right um, yeah here here's the breakdown we had 33 players so which is it's kind of double of what our thursday night magics are right um, it's not bad but, at all actually yeah i i was hoping for more but here's the top eight as far as just um archetype uh the winner was uh rhino I don't know if it was four color or whatnot. Uh, then it was Yogmoth. Then okay. Affinity. Uh, then after that was Jun Saga in fourth place, which that was a deck I had in the bag. Could have played that. Oops. Uh, then a deck just called Scam, so I assume Rakdos. Right. Uh, then cre- uh, Creativity, not sure, four or five color. Uh, Boros Burn, which is also a deck that's always available. And Azorius Hammer. Uh, in the nine through 13 spot, Another creativity deck, uh, Devoted Druid Combo. Um, not sure if it was running Tyvar or not. Uh, Azorius Hammer, Naya Elementals, uh, and Five Color Elements. So the mid range decks 
outside of Jun Saga, I guess Yawgmoth has kind of in mid-range, but they, they didn't seem to do too well. Uh, I was the only one piloting Notorious Control. Um, the most represented deck uh, was... I'm trying to find a number and how far he's got this written out. Uh, where where, where, where was, was this event at? Uh, this, I'm sorry, this is at No Limit Gaming. And okay. he posts this in the Magic Gathering Ohio Facebook page. Uh, creativity decks, there were at least five of those. There were seven Hammer decks, but only four were Mono White, two Azurius, and one Jeskai of hmm. But looking at just number of archetypes, sorry, six, there were 21 different archetypes. Uh, you know, it count like counting just Hammer and all its variants is just one. So yeah, there are 21 different archetypes. It's not bad. Yeah. For for 33 people, that, that there's a lot of variety in, in what was going on there. So Right. I like I I went. I normally don't go to things like this unless I'm invited by like say our friend Adam Anir. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm like, you know what? This is in town. It's my closest LGS. Fuck no. What am I doing with it? And yeah, I didn't do well, but I, I got a chance to get out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, a um, couple things uh, before uh, we wrap up here. Uh, real quick, going back to Pioneer, do you think the Lotus Field combo deck is the dredge deck of that? Form? As in, it's like kind of one of those decks that shows up if people aren't packing hate for it? Uh, it'll show up. It'll do well. Maybe not necessarily win, but it'll have like multiple copies in the top eight. Like, for instance, looking back at... Where the hell did I drop that list off? So I got to combine. I just open that new tab. Here we go. So in the uh, Pro Tour Philly top eight, there were two in the top eight, but four in the top 16. Uh, and a lot of people seem to complain about that deck. So is that one where they pack a lot of hate, the hate it out for a couple weeks, and then it kind of comes back? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't play the format enough, I think, to, to know that. Okay. All right. Yeah. It, it'll be interesting to see. Like, my thing is, as much as everybody's talking about how great this was, I want to see the next. Yeah, I, I, sure. I want to see what they do as a follow-up and what that data holds for Pioneer. Right. Um, also, uh, we kind of alluded to alluded to it earlier. Uh, we have some early mom previews. Hmm. Um, mom. But of all the cards that they, quote, revealed uh, as far as the mom preview, I think my favorite is uh uh Yuta Takahashi. Yeah, I'm gonna butcher his name. Oh Ta- yeah. Takahashi's uh uh um World's card. World's card, yeah. Fairy yeah. Mastermind. That card is interesting. One blue flash flying to two one. Whenever an opponent draws their second card each turn, you draw a card, and then three in a blue activated ability, each player draws a card. I don't know this would I mean it's certainly a card. I mean, he it's was talking just, like... It's also rare. I mean, Yuta plays a, like a lot of... Uh, for people that actually don't know uh, Yuta, Yuta plays like a lot of like vintage, and he plays mm-hmm. a lot of legacy. And he was talking that this is like actually pretty legacy and vintage playable, and I'm like, I could see it. Honestly, it looks like an interesting card. Yeah. Um, I mean, so it, it's, it's a, certainly it's a possible. Flying, it's a flash threat with evasion. Yeah, and, and it gives you something to do if you choose to do nothing on your turn. Right. And so, yeah, um, I, I just wish that the there have been flavor text on here that was that said, "Yeah, ta." 
that would just been on point for that. Um, uh, I, I mean, obviously, it, ha- it has for, to sat- have have his name on it for the yeah uh, for the fact that it's the it's a world championship card. Yeah, which is um, cool, but but um, yeah, I it's that one's interesting. I I definitely um definitely think it's cool. Um, oh, it's also a fairy road, so the road yeah. card is actually kind of relevant. Uh, I will say out of all the cards that they kind of spoiled, so like one of the biggest things they they did is they spoiled a bunch of like team up cards. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, I have to admit it, but uh, Thalion the Get Rug Monster actually looks really good. Card actually looks really good. It, it it's it does, but I don't know what I would do with this card. It, it, it's a very Maverick card. Like it's it's that, a very is, much a Maverick that card. Is one thousand for holy cow! It's very I, much a Maverick card. I like, mean, think about that. Yeah, you, you go neither reliquary into this. Yeah, yeah. And then you can. Um, yeah, it's just yeah. It, it's it's really good because it's like a hate bear effect plus uh geez. just like a four four first strike death touch for four is already like really good. Yeah, that, that, um, uh, with even, with even exploration this in the play. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Like. Uh, and and clearly also okay. um, also like the best card in the set is just your Hargul and Matani. Like it's, it's very clearly the best card in the entire set. Uh, yeah, and in eighteen six is nothing to sneeze at. I have seen no other cards that's the best card in the set. <laughs> like hands down, uh, because it has just the absolute best flavor text. Uh, and I, I it's 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 absolutely bonkers goofy, and I'm glad that it exists. Like. Yeah, I mean the, the set looks so far looks yeah. really interesting and we're still two whole months away from it maybe well we right. got, I mean grand February is ending. Yeah. So we got we're 6 weeks away max I think. My god, I'm just um, I'm not I'm not even ready for February to end to be honest with you. Yeah, my my like, only concern and I, I'm not going to read the card but I wish the Chandra in the set uh and, and mom was a fight uh five drop instead of a six drop uh because obosh that's true and I, I think obosh needs yeah. some love to kind of get up there with the kahiras and the giganthas of the world right <coughs> pardon me yeah i mean it, it looks i don't know spoiler season's forever so but it, it, it is and they're they're not going to pick up spoilers for this until two three weeks from now maybe something I, like that i, I can't yeah. remember the timeline for it it's out there it's on their page um oh uh and i know joe doesn't play arena but uh shadows over uh and astronomy remastered coming to arena yes you are uh, correct I, I, I literally i i can't wait because i just want to play the hero the harbinger uh meld some angels uh take someone's turn with uh uh and recall the promised end amass some zombies with liliana the last hope i just uh just scott, scott is right about so one bad. thing i i literally do not play arena <laughs> hey look <laughs> I'm right about something. Yep. And uh, on that note, it's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, uh, we should probably get going here. Uh, yeah. So uh, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, Scott, why don't you start by telling everybody where they can find you on their net the internet so they can yell at you. Okay. Loudly. Uh, res- re- responses might be delayed, but uh, <laughs> loudly, you can, you can reach me at uh, MTG pack boils on Twitter. Um, not not really doing a whole lot of else lately. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, you have all the time in the world to, to yell at me. I, I will get back to you eventually. However, uh, my other half here is super busy and might not be able to respond because he's writing so many words on every article. Joe, where can people find your work? 
Uh, so you can find me on Twitter at VorathXP, and you can find the cast at the Astrolabcast and the Astrolab Podcast at gmail.com. And of course, like I said, yeah, you can find my articles at This Week in Legacy and Finish 101 every Tuesday and every Thursday. Honestly, I think if I'm busy, it's because work has got me busy more than anything. Um, so yeah, it's um pretty work, crazy. Work. Pretty crazy, honestly. Yeah. Uh so yeah, that that's got me like super, super busy. But yeah, um, I think that'll be it for this week. Uh I am out of town next week. Yeah. Uh or so yeah, so yeah, this weekend's um Buffalo Chicken Dip. Mm-hmm. next weekend uh which is uh the 8th 9th 10th through the monday i am out of town oh okay uh so because we're gonna be in um tennessee uh so it's like it was like it's like oh, i get to play out we got to play bopper and then i'm not gonna be able to play for like another <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'll be a different format though. i feel bad because i'm like i would like to see that succeed out there uh so are we looking at uh st patrick's day weekend possibly Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, but, I, I will put in pencil. Okay, but yeah, I, I do think it would be nice to see them succeed out there. I think it, that would that would be pretty nice to see. It, it would, and I I can't fault the store that already has something successful going on, which is their Commander Night. Yeah, and then looking at the rest of their store and like, all right, what else can we do? Right, bring more people in the store, and it kind of stinks for because the tables used for Popper or for like whatever other format they want to run are normally used by people who come in and just play casually, whether it's a board game they just bought or right. magic or whatever. Well, that space is now taken up, but those are customers who are guaranteed in the store for X hours. The chance of them buying something, single snacks, whatever is infinitely higher than just rando off the street. So right. it, yeah, I, it's you're damn if you do, damn if you don't. You know, and I, I can't fault the store for uh, choosing to do what they're doing. Um, I do recommend to all LGSs out there, hand out your promos. Uh, that, you know, sure, uh, it's extra work, but, you know, Wizards provides that stuff. And sometimes players uh, open up a cool card or even how the arena code is, is for something to players. So just hand out right. your promo packs to your players that show up at your, at your events. Maybe even that alone could help. Uh, boost attendance if people know they're going to get at least something for showing right so anyways um yeah we'll see you guys next week and or so, at some point yeah uh, uh probably about three weeks from now three, right? yeah so, uh, so, uh, we'll see you guys at some point yeah yeah you use in your, the future. Uh, your podcast catcher hit the thing that gives you the notifications and you'll know when we're on again yay for notifications all right so um yeah later bye